0: 630 Chad inside sports with Reed Wilkins weekdays at six on
1: 630 Chad. You're listening to 630 Chad inside sports with Reed Wilkins.
0: Okay. Good to have you tuning in tonight. We'll uh, chat more about the Oilers draft as we move along tonight. Jack Michaels haven't had him on the air for a while. He's coming up between seven and seven 30 and Blake Dermott will break down a, uh, quite frankly, horrible night for the Edmonton Elks. He's going to be on between seven 30 and eight. I will also tell you about the CFL's weather policy because it actually, I mean, obviously I knew lightning delays and they, they have plans. It's, all laid out on their website, and it's more intricate and detailed than I even thought. So, there's a couple of kind of really quirky things I want to pass along. The Edmonton Stingers of the Canadian Elite Basketball League home game tomorrow at the Expo Center against uh, Hamilton. That's at two o'clock. The Edmonton Riverhawks play tonight at REMAX Field against the Kelowna Falcons. That game is coming up at 7. Team Brick Alberta winning their final round-robin game today, one nothing over the Saskatchewan Junior Pats. They are in a quarterfinal against the Toronto Bulldogs at 7.30 tomorrow morning. And I'm going to add this on here. I'm pretty sure, because the round-robin of the tournament isn't quite over, and I called some people late this afternoon to verify what I was pretty sure I got off the web, and they must be Rogers customers because I could not talk to them nor text them. But Team Brick Alberta is into the uh, quarterfinal at uh, West Edmonton Mall. 780-496-0063. I'm glad that Brian's phone is working, or perhaps, Brian, you still have a rotary phone kicking around the house that you uh, dusted off out of the closet today so you could call Inside Sports. What's up?
1: Hey, Reed. Hey, Brian. You must think I'm very old to have a rotary phone, but... uh... I actually am with Shaw Mobile.
0: Good. Good. So you've yeah. been communicating
1: normally all
0: day or what has become normal over the last fifteen well, years or so.
1: Yeah, it's still it's still a little frustrating though, uh with people that don't have uh you know, anything other than Rogers, I think. So um but yeah, no no uh no breakdown on any uh any calls or anything with with uh, with these guys, so <laughs> Uh, there's a shout out for Shaw Mobile. <laughs> Good anyway, stuff. Um, you you were breaking down the uh the budget the Oilers have to work with and yeah. Uh pretty amazing that they have that, you know, like almost a quarter of the of the of the salary cap that they can use but um the goal the goaltending one kind of concerns me a little bit and I kind of wonder you know is is Ken Holland hesitating for a reason, not signing up, uh, not si- not signing up? Um, what's his name out of Toronto? Um,
0: well, remember he's not he's not actually a free agent until the thirteenth, right?
1: Okay, so so that you can't make a deal before then, is that right? They could tra- they could trade for oh, his rights, and like that's what right, happened with yeah. HUSO. So
0: so with HUSO today, yeah. right. St. Louis traded his rights. To Detroit, right. and then Detroit signed him to a new contract.
1: Yeah, so, yeah, but, got him but, under but the wire. Kind of thing. The
0: actual free agency doesn't start until the thirteenth.
1: Oh, I got you. Okay. Yeah. Um, but having said that, having said that, I I think it's an overpayment myself. Um, and and the, and the reason I say that is five by five is kind of what the talking rate is. Um. It 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 seems that like the term the the amount is okay. I think but the term, the length that the, the, you know, five years, I think is a little bit too long for that goalie. So it kind of leads me into my next question is, you know, what, we, we've got uh, Skinner kind of waiting in the wings. Uh, we don't know what we have in him, but they've sure been working, spending a lot of time developing him. Yep. Um, why, you know, why not go after a Talbot or why not go after a Reimer? Somebody that can fill the gap, somebody that wants to be here, you know, maybe for half the money maybe on a shorter term
0: um yeah. well i know talbot liked living here he liked playing here uh his twins were born here um yeah. he, he, I, I think you raised a good point about campbell if you campbell. they they like skinner but if you sign him for five years what happens in years four or five of that deal if he That's starts right. to decline, and if he is yeah. potentially, and I know we're really going down what-if alley here, but if he's potentially overtaken by Skinner. Because I, well, I would right. think Stuart Skinner would be looking and saying, by the time I'm getting into my mid to late 20s, I want to be a starter. I don't want to be a backup to a 34 yeah. or 35-year-old. So a fair, yeah. fair comp. I mean, okay, would you give Campbell Would you give Campbell an extra million or a million and a half to keep it down to a three-year deal so he gets a little more guaranteed so.
1: money? Yeah, I think so because because that makes sense. And uh, you know, hey, you know what, what Oilers fans are you know desperate for a, a number one goalie, and, and we just keep we keep hitting missing the mark. But uh, now is maybe not the time to pan- not the time to panic, because just because there's only you know very few guys to pick. But right. if you have to go long term, I think it's a mistake in my, in my opinion
0: yeah no i think that's i, I think that's a fair concern uh, and i mean because uh, what campbell is uh is 30 right huso i have the ages written down huso was 27 uh and kemper's the oldest right 32 i'm trying to remember the notes i took the other day but i, I think that's the yeah. neighborhood um it's funny i did that poll and most oilers fans don't want kemper even though he just won the stanley cup which i find kind of, <laughs> kind, of kind of ironic and mm-hmm. uh you know, it's funny. Kemper didn't even hardly play against the Oilers in that in that playoff series. I I no. think you know, I mean, in a perfect world, Kulak would take two and a half. He's probably better yeah. than that if he's in CC's range. That's why I put him down for three. Yeah. Um, McLeod and I, I was I was messaging with someone back and forth today who's really plugged into player values, and I I was like, okay, McLeod and Yamamoto. Could could the Oilers somehow get them for three combined? And he goes, no, I don't think so. He said, I think you got to put four combined yeah. for McLeod yeah, and Yamamoto. Fair. So, so the, I think the scenario we're going down here is you don't get Evander Kane. So now you're trying to get another top six winger.
1: So, Reid, one more thing I was going to say is um, if we don't get that number one goalie, let's say, and, we, and let's say we settle for Reimer or Talbot, the playoffs for next year, which I'm going to say we're going to make, uh, that, that trade deadline is what, uh, February, March, next year? Uh, yeah, it'd probably be late February, yeah. There's, 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 a very good, schedule. there's a very good chance if things don't work out, we're going to get, we, you know, that th- that's the other window of getting another goalie, right? So, you know, and, that, and we're shooting for the playoffs. We're assuming they're going to make the playoffs, and that's when we need we need that, you know, the team to be running on all cylinders. And that's when I think you have to, make sure you have the right goalie I think yeah well you're
0: right I mean the I just think with goaltending though because there's only two spots on the team I I, I mean I would hope they want to get a guy they don't have to tinker with or trade away as, as, as yeah. they move along right but no you raise a good point I mean they freed up and another thing that is interesting Brian like if you remember a year ago I I actually remember saying that I thought Duncan Keith was going to help the Oilers, but I thought, I, I said he was going to be overpaid for what he could do at this point mm-hmm. in his career. He probably yeah. played better than I thought he would. Um, yeah. And obviously, it's a Hall of Fame career, but I mean, I'm only talking about that one year as the Oilers. And a lot of people were really mad that Ken Holland didn't force the Chicago Blackhawks to retain some salary. Well if Chicago right, like had that. retained half the salary, the oilers don't have the cap yeah. as much cap space as they do today. Which is and, kind and, of a, kind of interesting.
1: And one more thing on the Keith topic. Bouchard has 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 blossomed under under his mentorship this year. For sure.
0: Yeah, I think that helped. Yeah. And that's another thing. Does Barry now get traded if they are totally gonna commit to Bouchard? Now they still have to get get another right shot D, but you'd probably try to get a, a beefy guy which is what Rob yeah. Brown thought they needed this year, uh, a beefy right-shot defenseman, and you let Bouchard run the power play and, and be the offensive guy. Who's, yeah,
1: interesting who's stuff. The, who's, the, who's the guy out of Calgary, the defenseman? Uh, I think he's an unrestricted free agent this year, the defenseman. Is it, uh, uh can't think of his name, big guy. Uh, uh, who are you <laughs> thinking of, Anderson? No, out of Calgary. The um, Branson, is it? I think he's. I think he's. Oh, uh, Goodbranson.
0: Sorry. sorry. Okay. Yes. Goodbranson. Yeah. Their UFA's good. are uh, Zadorov, Stone, and Goodbranson. Yep. Yeah. On I mean, what,
1: what, one of those guys may uh, are they a uh, right shot? Any of those guys are right shot? Uh,
0: good Branson is a right shot uh stone is a right shot though i don't think he would be in that category and zadoroff is uh, a left shot zadoroff had a pretty good year for them i thought yeah. whenever he played I, yeah
1: I, I think one of those guys would look good in an oil uniform and they're, and they're just what we need a, a beefy defenseman brian i gotta run really appreciate your comment yeah. hope
0: you have a great weekend you too Thanks, thank you Bye all right that's uh brian always thoughtful when he calls in on the certainty hotline 780-496-0063 uh interesting trades yesterday yeah well i mean it was a very interesting draft montreal not taking shane Wright first overall Wright drops to fourth montreal trading for kirby Doc. chicago also traded away alex to brinkat is, is is chicago just saying we want to get connor Bedard next year give ourselves the best possible opportunity we'll discuss with ben pope from the chicago sun times when we get back inside sports with reed wilkins is brought to you by james h brown and associates alberta injury lawyers the heavy hitters of injury law all right, so Duncan Keith uh, going to retire. Has not been officially announced by uh, the Edmonton Oilers, but those are the reports today. That'll affect the Chicago Blackhawks. They also traded away a couple of uh, younger players who uh, have either promised or have already performed at the NHL level for further discussion. right? Welcome back to Inside Sports from the Chicago Sun-Times,
2: Ben Pope. Ben, how are you doing? Uh, it's been a busy few days, but uh, yeah, glad to be here. Glad to have gotten through it. Yeah, well, what a couple of days here for the Chicago Blackhawks. I'm
0: not even sure where to begin, Ben. (laughs) Should we just do it? What was the first thing, the Debrinkat trade? And I think you've talked to him and and Kirby Doc along the way. Let's start with Debrinkat, your view of that deal. What was his reaction on getting moved?
2: Yeah, I mean, we'd heard about this for a few weeks that the Hawks were considering it, and I think um, it was not really a popular idea all along. Uh, He's 24. He's coming off a 41 goal season. Uh, He he really sounded committed to this rebuild. And and talking to him today, uh, he said that he he saw himself always being in Chicago. He never really considered any alternative. And um, he he was he was willing to be a leader through this rebuild, even knowing it would be some tough times ahead. Um, And I think yeah, he was a very popular guy, a very talented player, and at only 24. Uh, you'd think that uh, he'd still be in his prime, still be a really um solid player when the Hawks try to contend again. but um the 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 issue for the Hawks was really that they just didn't have that much to trade with value to try to rebuild with. um they can't really trade Kane and Taves because of their no trade clauses and um they they don't have a ton of talented players on the roster. So uh, Kyle Davidson was pretty committed to getting some first round picks and really starting to build back up the prospect uh, pool. And and really, debrinko was one of the few guys that had a lot of value that he could use to do that. So uh, that was the decision that clearly the, the Hawks were committed to. Um, they they went down this road hard and it seemed like they were they were pretty certain that they were going to get something done. And in the end, they did. Uh, but certainly it, it, the end result wasn't any more popular than the idea had been originally, uh, because I think the return wasn't really what people thought or I thought to bring it would be worth um, to get a seventh pick is certainly not nothing, but um, a seventh pick, a 39th pick and a third round pick in a couple of years isn't any massive package. Um, so yeah, definitely a lot of discontent on all sides to bring it. W- was civil about it today and uh, said he's excited for this new opportunity with Ottawa. And it does make sense. I mean, they're, they're probably going to be contending this year or trying to a lot sooner than the Hawks will be. Um, but yeah lots of process and definitely a very unpopular move in Chicago
0: okay all right and then Kirby Dock gets traded and we'll tie that into an Edmonton angle because he is from Fort Saskatchewan not far from uh, from Edmonton just a bit to the northeast and and again a a player younger player Hawks drafted him high look like that's part of the future one of the players they can build around for the future generation well again we spoke too soon how do you look at this one
2: yeah, that was even more surprising um, than to bring it really. He's only 21. He's just coming off his entry level contract. Um, uh, you'd think that if anyone in the current roster they'd try to build around, it would be Doc. Um, but again, kind of the same situation where uh, they just didn't have that many players of value to trade. Um, so it left them having to trade these guys that, that you would think uh, would be core players. Um, but I think the return there was a lot more on the level of what you'd hope it would be um, because Doc really has not lived up to expectations so far. He, I mean, he's he's really struggled. I think the potential still there. He still has a lot of tools, but uh, it's not that he's been a slight disappointment. He's been a pretty big disappointment. So to get the 13th pick back and the 67th pick, I believe, um, for doc well, was a pretty fair return, I think, and that made the um, the trade go over better. Plus the fact that a lot of Hawks fans had really soured on Doc. I think probably more than he deserved. Um, but but probably a fresh start there wasn't the worst idea. And um, to to get Frank Nazar uh, with that 13th pick uh, seems like he's going to be um, a really valuable forward prospect and a really sa- smart smart. Um, solid pick there so I think that trade ended up in the end looking a little bit better of the two
0: okay so let me throw this one at you as I was watching the draft unfold last night and then the dock trade went down a buddy texted me and said well it looks like the Blackhawks are focused on winning next season winning Connor bedard <laughs> is that is that is it fair to say that's i mean with the draft lottery you could never be sure is is that a relevant comment or is that just a flippant sarcasm from my buddy
2: <laughs> oh absolutely i think that's definitely in the team's plans to try to be as bad as possible um and they realize that the draft lottery is uh very unpredictable That. The worst team still only has whatever an 18 or 20 percent chance of getting the first overall pick but the worst team is guaranteed a top three pick um and next year with there being three apparent superstar prospects um in um Bedard and then Mitchkov and Fantilli um if you're if you finish last you are guaranteed one of those so um and then again it's it's tough to finish last there's a lot of other teams out there that will also be trying to pursue this strategy Um, And there's no guarantee that even if the Hawks are bad, which they almost certainly will be, that they will be the worst. Uh, But I think that is certainly part of the plan here to try to uh, really make this roster as awful as possible in the short term. Um, But it's going to be a little bit tough if they still have Patrick Kane on the roster, but they can't really trade him because he has no trade clause unless he comes forward with it. So that's really... Now where the focus shifts
0: he's like, would they have, they asked him to waive it. Do they, would they like him to, would he ever do it? What do you think?
2: Well, they've made it very clear. They're not going to ask him or Jonathan Taves to, to waive their no trade clauses, just out of respect for all of their commitment and contributions to this franchise over the past 20 years. Um, and that's admirable. Uh, they, they won three Stanley cups with them. Um, those guys have been committed to the team, and and Kane, from all indications, um, has not really even considered wanting out, even in the past few years when things have been going off the rails a little bit. So um, they're just going to wait and see what those guys say. I think it's possible that maybe their minds change now. Um, Kane was very close with the Brinkett, very close with Dylan Strom, who it appears will be leaving in free agency. Um, it's going to be a pretty bleak lineup around him next year. So... Um, Maybe we'll see a change in heart from him, um, but it'll be just kind of a wait and see game, just as it has been the past few months.
0: Ben Pope from the Chicago Sun-Times joining us tonight on Inside Sports. And Duncan Keith expected to, I guess, officially announce his retirement, possibly early next week. I know there are a lot of reports out there. Uh, We know this has uh, the clear cap implications for uh for the Blackhawks with the the uh the penalty for for the contract that they signed him too many years ago uh but also in ter- i mean early next season is it going to be that quick his number is retired by the Blackhawks i mean he's, he's an all-timer there
2: yeah the the hawks have to make some decisions on exactly how they want to go about uh the whole jersey retirement with their core they announced at the end of this past year that that they'll retire Marion Hossa's number and he's really the first guy from that bunch. Um, I mean, it's certainly it, it's certain that the Keys number will be retired, um, but sort of the order of that and when they announce it um, is a little unclear because you still have guys like Kane and Taves playing and uh, you still have Brent Seabrook technically on a contract, even though he's functionally retired. And um, so there's a lot of different variables of play there. But but yeah, a, a, an all time legend for the franchise, and um, he certainly will get his number two retired um, at, at some point. Um, as far as the cap implications, um, it, it would be tough if this was a team that was trying to contend, um, and certainly it, it does limit their ability to weaponize cap space, to take on other bad contracts for assets like they did with Peter Morozik in Toronto yesterday, having this extra $5.5 million on the books next year, but uh, it's not like they were going to be spending within $5 million of the cap, so it shouldn't really matter that much in the end. Um, they'll, they'll probably be happy that this didn't happen a few years ago because that would have been a lot bigger issue then.
0: Okay, Ben, I know it's been a busy couple of days for you. It's always uh, great to have you popping on the show. Hope I get to see you when the Hawks roll through town uh, next season. It was good to meet you when you, when you came through this past season, all the best, man. hope you have a great summer.
2: Thanks so much. Always a good time being on.
0: That is Ben Pope from the Chicago Sun-Times breaking down uh, how Duncan Keith retiring is going to affect their team here in Edmonton. It's going to free up $5.5 million in cap space. Jack Michaels coming up after the 7 o'clock news. 6.30 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 6.30 Chad.